started. That was good. You give me some of my good stuff. We just we just get started. I already went in the bag, baby. Let's go. Do you think they've slayed the dragon and now it's just a matter of uh, of cooking up some some supper? You know, for the believers out there, thanks for sticking with us. I know, you know, there were some doubters out there after the last game, but but uh, I knew our group would would respond with a real good effort, and uh, we did that tonight. You just crushed my dreams. Boom, sadness. That's the one. Uh, as, as we continue our campaign to make Wisconsin the greatest state in oh, the God, country, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth. Russell Wilson went to. University of Wisconsin. Uh, and look how popular he is these right. days. UNLV played him. Did oh, they did really? They? Yeah, well, they did. Didn't go well for him, I assume. No. Okay. No. It happens. Um, the Athletic had a story this morning about Russell Wilson uh, where they talked to uh, multiple members from the Seahawks organization and also multiple members from the Broncos organization uh, about Russell Wilson. And the big bombshell part of this is that Russell Wilson tried to get Pete Carroll fired. Uh, Wilson asked Seahawks ownership to fire both of them, Pete Carroll and the general manager, according to league sources who spoke to The Athletic on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss details. Russell Wilson also had a preferred replacement in mind, Sean Payton, who had recently stepped down from the New Orleans Saints. So... Last year, Russell Wilson went to Seahawks ownership and asked them to fire the head coach and the the general general manager manager because he thought that they were holding him back. He thought that they were the problem, that they could be Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl winners if they had a different head coach and different general manager. I love leaders that point fingers the other way. One year later, the Seahawks went to the playoffs with Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. And Russell Wilson had one of the most disastrous seasons yes. in NFL history, given the level of expectations that he had. At the trade. Has has it ever worked out better for a team so quickly than for the Seahawks? Than for the Seahawks when they let him when they moved him? <laughs> to cut bait. Like when you yeah. have to when when your quarterback, who's he's the best quarterback in Seahawks history. franchise history. Absolutely. When you have to essentially decide between quarterback and head coach. Normally, it's a tough decision. Normally, it's uh, things aren't going to go well for you because you're breaking up what's usually been successful. Has it ever worked out that well for a team <laughs> as it did for Seattle? Because they not only did they make the playoffs, they look like they're geniuses. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. We not got, only so, sell, we sold high, yeah. right? We got Drew Locke, yeah. who could be the future, could not be. He might be out, out then anyways. Get, then Gino goes and has a great season, right? Home, well, not homegrown guy, but home groomed guy. Right. Been there for a while. They got a top five pick in the draft yeah. because of how bad Russell Wilson and the Broncos were. And also on the flip side, has it ever worked out more poorly for a player than Russell to, Wilson to try to make them decide right. and right. <laughs> how go bad and just this bomb at the next place? <laughs> so the other part of this story that uh, was a fun detail. This is from when Russell Wilson got moved to Denver. This is weird. Tuesdays are typically the players' only off day during game weeks. Mm-hmm. But Russell Wilson asked the offense to meet with him at the team facility for State of the Union meetings, something he also did in Seattle. Broncos guard Dalton Risner said Wilson had the offense watch film on the next opponent and kind of come to an agreement on what they're running and what we can do to beat them. 
Russell Wilson comes to the Broncos. He's, hey, he's the face of our franchise now. We've got our quarterback in play. He wants the offense to come in on Tuesday. Say, hey, you're supposed to be off. You're supposed to be home, relaxing. Nope, come in and meet with Russell Wilson. At what point in the season do you go from, <laughs> hey, you're hey, Russell Wilson, good. you're the franchise quarterback, yes. all right, to we suck? Why the <laughs> hell am I coming to talk to you on Tuesdays? Right. Probably faster than you think. <laughs> well, I mean, early on in the Broncos season, they didn't get off to a good start, but a lot of it had to do with the decision-making of, of Hackett, right? And so it was kind of a cover for Wilson. It's not him. It's the coaching staff, or they're not making the right decisions down the down the stretch to put them in the best position to win. But then it got away from them really quickly. And conceptually, I have no problem with this. Like a leader that goes above and beyond says, hey, like, let's let's go in. Let's do this. I don't have a problem with that. But when the results aren't matching, sometimes the best thing to do is to let people get the hell out of there. Especially yeah. on the day they're supposed to Correct. get the hell out of there. Correct. Speaking of addic- uh, uh, right. addition by subtraction, right. that that is the that is the great example of it. The other thing that I found really interesting in that article, at least a little tidbit, is that they had Latavius Murray... In the court, in the running back room for the Broncos, and it, and who used to play for the Saints and the Vikings, but played for the Saints for Sean Payton. He texted Sean Payton and said, "Yeah, the backfield. We really, lo- we really hope that you can get here in Denver." And Sean Payton said, well, who, "Who's that? Who are you talking about?" He goes, three. This is during the season. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really starting to look at Russell Wilson differently, and it's not just because he played some of his college ball at Wisconsin. Because I, I, I was a big fan of his, but in the oh, last year, in the Wisconsin. last two years, it's just really he seems like a very privileged, very sheltered guy who's built up a lot of walls around him and expects the world to bow to whatever and he to thinks is going to. Yeah, because I know the road to success. So this story in Athletic, it is very long because it details a lot of stuff that happened in Seattle, a lot of stuff that happened in Denver. And the the biggest, I guess the biggest takeaway for what Russell Wilson's problem was that I got from it was he wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he had his own mm-hmm. office. Or he wants that recognition. He had the office? Had had his the own office. The respect of that. The, the On the story, second floor. Yeah, the story went into detail about how the players basically never went to the second floor. Even a player said if you went to the second floor, it was usually bad because you were getting cut. But he had an office on the second floor, and he wanted his teammates to come up and talk to him. And that that was sort of viewed as a weird thing. He had in his office, like, he had whiteboards all over the walls, and he had motivational quotes and plays drawn up on them. He had his own personal coach and personal trainers that had full access to the facility, which is apparently very Guerrero esque during the Pats before they split up with Tom. Right. And if not more. He would go to the coaches with plays and game plans and be like, this is what I think we should do. And a lot of the times he would do it either with or just with input from his own personal quarterbacks coach. And Hackett would like always sign off on it apparently. And one of the anonymous coaches was like, a lot of times, this was the exact opposite of what we were game planning, right? It wasn't what we were planning to do. These are anonymous quotes from coaches who are still on the uh, staff or uh, not? Probably not. Probably because not because they his command yeah. and probably cleaned out. But it was like, it, I very much reading the story got the sense that Russell Wilson like wanted to be the head coach of the team while being, or at least the offensive coordinator, while being the quarterback and he wanted his office, he wanted his own coaching staff and he wanted to bring game plans. Like in that, the Dalton Risner quote, we watch film on our next opponent and come to agreement on what they're running and what we can do to beat them. It's like Wilson was like, come in, no coaches. I'm going to show you guys. I'll do the game plan on Tuesday. Right. Right. And 
this is what we did in Seattle. This is what we're going to do here. You're bearing the lead on the, on the personal coach though, because this is a guy that was helping Russell Wilson while he was in Seattle. He was also a radio host. When, oh my God, I can be a personal no, coach. He literally, this guy quit the radio gig to go move and follow Russell Wilson. Get Jared's And that's where it's number. like, it's almost a messiah complex, right? It's just yes. like, I'm going to fix these things. I know the way. These are these are my people. These are my disciples that have also uh, gathered this information for me to show you and lead with my light. Like, that's just what this screams Should to me. Should be a weekly guest? Yeah, and I'm going to quit in a year, and I'm going to be his personal coach. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to hook up to – who should I hook up to? Or, Phil Kessel? Now he doesn't have many years left. Who, are you guys talking about the quarterback coach that was that that they just hired the Broncos, who was literally a backup last year for someone? Oh, they, uh, Davis Webb. Who's, yeah, Davis Webb, who was the backup to – Was he in the – was he with the Texans? Uh, no, it was somebody else. But he was the third stri- – he was the practice squad right. quarterback last year, and now he's the – He's the quarterback's coach. Correct, yeah. for Russell Wilson. So like, this isn't flying. This isn't flying with Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton gave the quote like when he first got hired that he there were not going to be additional coach. There weren't going to be personal. No, everybody's and out of the room. Right. And if it was anybody that wasn't a first year, first time head coach like Nathaniel Hackett, none of that stuff gets signed off on. Yeah. None of the, none of those right. people because it's just you're not you're not part of our nucleus. You're an outside source. We this isn't part of the bit. Okay. I wonder if he kept the office. No, I think they took think it they away, took that away during too. the season. During <laughs> yeah. the season. Oh, during the season. Well, and now, well, I have to spend time in the locker room with the peasants. <laughs> Jeez. But just think of how, that that degree of separation that oh, creates, yeah. and that's where it, it, it's almost like he views himself as this transcendent being above everyone. And I get it. The quarterback <laughs> position is the most important position in sports, and it's unbelievably mental and all that other stuff. But he's creating more obstacles for himself. Can Sean Payton fix him? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. He's not nearly as, quote-unquote, broken as Drew Brees was when he, when Drew Brees well, went to New Orleans. Drew Brees was physically broken. I, that's what I'm right. saying, though. <laughs> I would do, but if Russell Wilson's not physically broken, and I think Sean Payton... I mean, the guy wears a visor with spiked hair. He's going to make anybody believe in him. <laughs> yeah, I think he can fix him. <laughs> because Denver could be a legitimately good football team. If, in fact. That's why the division was so crappy this year. We all anticipated it being great, and the reason why it wasn't great is because how bad Denver was. And the Raiders. (laughs) And if if, if Russell Wilson is the 12th best quarterback in the league, whatever number you want to put, he he doesn't have to be Top top five. If he's just like the 12th best guy in the league, they're better. They're they're a playoff team. If he throws and... more touchdowns and he has bathrooms <laughs> like that TikTok account was following all season, they are in a much different position. And like they probably they probably don't win the Super Bowl unless he's a top five right. guy or whatever. But yeah. they're like a ten win team. Like their defense is really good. They're like a ten win team. And they the traded Chubb, yeah. and they were still good after that. Like if he again, he doesn't have to fix him to where he's a top five guy. But if he's a the twelfth best guy in the league, Denver's you know, winning ten games. Denver's you know in the what Russell Wilson needs. He needs Bruce Cassidy to tell him that we got a good enough team in front of him that that's we don't right. need him to do everything. Oh, that's right. You know, I've just he does not, he does you got to remove Russell the self-importance and the weight. He does not need to steal games. That's right. He does not. We need just to steal need games. you to go out there and do your Manage job. Manage the game exactly. Manage the game. I think though, after reading this, he wants to be the one that ha- like he's going to be like, let's trade away all the good players so I can do it on my own. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he would almost he prefer He would like that, to throw the ball to himself. Right. Yes. Like, go long, three, and <laughs> just run. Let's roll. Yeah. Like, I think he would prefer to have a bad team around him so he does have to do it all as opposed to, hey, Russ, we got a great team. You just, just manage things. Don't right. turn the ball over. We'll be fine. I He'd wonder be like, Wait how a Jerry minute. Judy feels. Oh, that poor guy. That guy was supposed to Jerry be Jerry Judy the, in the... these Tuesday meetings? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Judy <Hi>. might <laughs> be one of the receivers I feel worst for because... I think he's legitimately good. He's just got garbage. But he downgraded from Drew Locke. Oh, Drew yeah. Locke was his quarterback, and somehow he downgraded to Russell Wilson last year. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for him. And because... you have to buy into whatever Russell's doing, too. <laughs> yeah. So you know, even if on the inside, he's like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. He's like, matter. yeah, guys, let's ride. How, let's ride. How early in the morning was were these uh, Tuesday meetings? Oh. You think Russ uh, was making them show up at 5? On an off day? 5 a.m. could be in here. No, because nobody no. would show up, so Russ would be like, all right, guys, 6. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, well, it's one thing to in. show up on your off day. It's a whole other thing to say 5 a.m. That should be something that all of those guys want to do together. Like that's You know what we should start doing, guys? We should start coming in early. And, and you only have a couple that come in, but it shouldn't be a mandated thing. That's just, it's no, fake culture it's your, building. I can see right through it. I wouldn't follow that guy across the street. It's too, it's too hard of a game week to week to have a guy come in on his off. That's the yeah. only time they get. And some come in and lift anyway. Some are at the facility yeah. anyway. But to mandate it? Yeah. And no. maybe it wasn't mandated, but it just, it seems like yeah, you do a lot of the, the busy work pressure. in the wrong area yeah. of the house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. In a few minutes, we're going to give away tickets to go to the Mountain West Tournament. Um, but I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to do a little bit different from Bischoff Street from what I have on the rundown. Ooh. I'm going to let you guys pick, though. Do you want uh, me to further inflame Lindsay with my goaltender argument? Or do you want to hear about the first school to be punished for breaking NIL rules? I just read that story about the twins. Yes. So you don't want to hear about that because you just read about it. Well, I think it's interesting because NIL has been such a huge story out there in terms of who can really offer what and how schools and coaches are not supposed to talk about it. Uh, how coaches are not supposed to recruit to it. Um, All right. uh, Lindsay, but, Ed saved you because we're going with NIL. But here. I do think NIL's fascinating. This is the first time someone's kind of actually been caught. So here's... Uh, the general summation of what happened. Um, Cavender twins, Haley and Hannah Cavender, they played basketball at Fresno State. Mm -hmm. They transferred to Miami. Miami. Now, they're making they, big money too. They have a lot of yeah. followers on Instagram and TikTok and maybe Twitter, um, but they have a lot of followers on social media. They went to Miami. I don't actually know what NIL deals they got, but they got NIL deals. Um, when they went to play basketball at Miami. So they're on, they're playing for Miami right now. The head coach of Miami's women's basketball team has been suspended for three games. And the rule breaking that they did with the NCAA actually is with a booster. There is a booster with Miami. That's apparently one of their richest boosters and gives a whole bunch of money to multiple different teams at Miami. He, took the twins to a dinner and despite NIL rules, which allows you to pay players and all that uh, with a third party, 
boosters are still not allowed to be in the recruitment process of players, right? So and you just don't go to dinner with the booster. Well, you're, right. yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to give them any right. sort of. We'll take your money. We're not going benefit. to dinner with you, though. Right. Kind of a good deal. Right. Yeah. So the way it's kind of supposed to work is, you know, the booster gives money to an NIL collective yep. and that collective then pays the athletes, the athletes once, they're, right. once they're once they're instead on of campus. making deals literally under the table as they're right. sitting at the table because there's no way to yeah. track that. Now the interesting part is they're not in trouble because this booster like gave them a million dollars or something like that. Sure. It's it's a dinner is what it was. Is a booster had them took them to dinner before they were playing at Miami, whatever. Recruiting them. Right. And the reason they got caught, the booster tweeted out a photo of him and everybody that went to this dinner, including the twins, saying, hey, they're great. I wish them luck in finding their new home. I think the twins' family was there. Yeah. And so the only reason they truly got caught is because the booster tweeted out a photo of them at an impermissible well, re- recruitment dinner. Loose lips sink <laughs> ships. Yeah. These aren't even, this is the guy tweeting it himself. Let me take a selfie and we are going to go down, <laughs> yeah. down, 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 Jason Derulo. So the head coach, uh, I didn't finish the story. I'm not sure why she got punished with three game suspension, but the head coach of Miami's women's basketball team has been suspended. It's your for three program. Games. You got to know what's um, going on. The booster, this was the key detail in the story that I was reading um, from Sports Illustrated, uh, was the key detail, though, is that the booster is not being forced to disassociate from Miami From the school. Because that's, in the past, when there has been some sort of recruiting violation, pre-NIL stuff, they will say, hey, this booster paid whatever... That booster can no longer be a booster. Be, they have no to longer be associated with the program, right? They well, because can't give eligibility money. isn't on the line anymore. Yeah. So, but they did not rule that this booster had to disassociate from Miami yeah. Athletics, so he can still be a booster. Which I'm sure there has been more uh, activities that have broken NCAA rules by this booster. Yes. But it does. It would to me feel harsh for hey. You took some players to dinner. Now you can't donate to my. Right. That would seem right. to not well, fit the crime. And what right. was the? What, why did you need such a big separation? Was it because you were punishing the booster, or was it because you were making sure that the booster did not uh, present a similar threat to your program and po- possibly ruling your players ineligible? Because none of these players are going to lose their eligibility, their ability to play anymore. They'll simply no. get right. suspended. Or their coach will get suspended. So that's why. Why would we need to push the money away? We like the money. We need the money. And we're not worried about the money ruining us like it used to in the past. Because the NCAA still has some sort of uh, false hope of upholding equality among teams. Yeah. Like that's, that's, they don't do it very well, but that's their whole idea is we don't want rich guy at Miami paying yeah. to steal Fresno State's players. We don't want Fresno dark State's market recruiting. Right. right. Yep. Even though. It still happens all the they'll, time. They'll the time. never punish everybody that did it, and they probably honestly don't really have an interest in punishing everybody that. No. Did I mean, this nil just... thing is so silly. It literally, coaches literally are not supposed to talk about it during recruiting. They will and, absolutely yeah. talk about it. It's I mean, it'll oh, just be God, don't take yeah. selfies at the dinner. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Don't let. Don't you know. be dumb. <laughs> like the big time power five schools, coaches aren't supposed to say, "Hey, Jimmy over here is getting this much." Yeah. Come on. 
So it's not even a selfie. If I had a pie, let's say Jimmy has 25% of the pie. How much of the pie do I have left for <laughs> exactly. you? That's how you present it. You know what's best about this? It's not even a selfie. They must have asked a uh, waiter. Have, they have, or a I think the family's yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. twins, and the then parents. there's what looks like two parents and then two other Maybe guys. Maybe a brother or I don't somebody? Know, I don't know who these I don't. I can only identify the twins because they're the only ones I've ever seen play basketball. The booster yeah. appears to be the guy next to one of the twins. Is he the one that looks like I he's would, seven feet tall? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like. Everybody in this picture is kind of on the same height level, and then there's no. I one think guy. maybe he was just I think asking. The seven foot tall guy is the dad. Oh, you it's think that's the, the dad? Other, I really? think the other guy is. I think the booster is the the is shorter it? gentleman. Okay. Uh, maybe they're just having a discussion because he sees the game from a seven footer perspective, <laughs> and they are not even close to that. So we're just trying to figure out, you know, how do you see that floor? How do you he, spread it out? He's got the good camera angle because yes. he's so tall. Yeah, he can 100%. see over everything. Yeah, it's like quarterbacks that need to see over the line of scrimmage. So. Uh, yeah, there's your first NIL punishments that have come out. And I... Not huge. No, not at all. I feel like we're going to have a lot of small, maybe even random NIL punishments over the next two years. That it's not going to be really consistent. We're not really... Unless there's something like truly bad happening. Yeah, but we're, keep, not, right, we're not right. really going to have coach fired or no. put on... Like, we're going to... I think we're going to have a lot of, hey... Coach is suspended for two games because of this NIL deal that wasn't supposed to go, that broke the rules. Like, I think we'll end up having over the next couple of years a lot of small random punishments throughout college sports. Like this. Yeah. And we'll keep the the punishment division, keep their jobs, you know? (laughs) Can't yeah. put more people on the street right now. <laughs> NCAA, the the heartfelt giving the organization that committee. it is. Yeah. Most corrupt. All right, coming up next, it's Cassie Soto. Emmy winner Cassie Soto joins Grainy and Bishop on the press box. No Cassie. Hello? Hello. How are you? Where have you been? Busy singles? Where? Is it a cell phone or you got a rotary phone at the house? A rotary? I wouldn't even know how to use one of those. What's the busy signal about? Doesn't it go to voicemail? I don't have a busy signal. Oh, yeah, you do. It's your fault, Cassie. It's your fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just take the blame for a problem you don't know exists right now. Exactly. I apologize wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Apology accepted. Good job, Cassie. Um, I have a question that was uh, talked about a lot on our show yesterday. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Self-inflicted or? <laughs> I mean, I guess we can go with a flow chart and work down each side, but either either way. So I've never broken a bone, but I've done a, I've done a lot of really dumb bleep to myself. Um, and one of the worst ones was I used to sit down like crisscross applesauce in my old bedroom um, growing up and curl my hair. And oh. one time I burnt my hand on the curling iron, so I dropped the curling iron, and my first instinct was to catch it. Oh, so no. I closed my legs <laughs> on the curling iron. Onto your leg? Onto my legs. I still have the scars to these days. Twin scars in between, like, my knees. Like, where you put your knees together, right there. The oh. barrel went straight up and down. Good catch. Yeah. So that was like the worst self-inflicted injury. The second worst self-inflicted injury was my friend and I thought it would be really fun to put dish soap into her jacuzzi and like turn the bubbles on to just have like a bubble party. And we thought it'd be fun to jump in. She's like, you go first, I'll record you. So I said, sure, why not? But I, when I jumped in, I jumped too far 
And you know how jacuzzis have like the seats or like the yeah. built in spa right. jacuzzis? Right. It's like that granite, that weird rock granite. And my shins <sighs> grazed oh. the edge of the seat. And I also still have those scars. Oh, so those painful. are my top two that yeah. come to mind instantly. I, I enjoy the curling iron one because it's like top half of your body realized this is hot. I don't want to be holding it. And the bottom half of your body said, Oh, you know, you need to be holding this. And you know what? It almost happened the other day too. I like knocked it off the counter and I went to grab it, but I was like, Nope, we've, have we not learned anything? Are you responsible enough to have a curling iron? Does this need to be taken away from you? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) No concussions. No, never. No, no concussions, no broken bones, no like severe sprains. Just, just a lot of weird, yeah, yeah, a lot of weird self-inflicted injuries. Have you heard Ed's concussion story? No. Yeah, I I, I got one. What did you do? Were you driving? (laughs) (laughs) Did it happen from a a car crash? No, I took an elbow to the temple of the head and and got one. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was. It was only well. I don't know. I was covering San Diego State for the San Diego paper, so you know, not completely. Wait, wrong, wait, wait! You were writing. No, this is this not is at the, the time. This is the funny part, though. <laughs> no, I was playing basketball and I got the concussion. But the next night, I had to cover a football game, a San Diego State at Fresno State football game up in Fresno, and I literally hit send on the story and had no idea what it said. And there were a couple things in there where the editor's like, are you okay? (laughs) Like they were reading it and like, are you okay? What's going on here? And I had to say, well, I'm, I'm writing off a concussion because I got that last yesterday and uh, yeah, took one for the team, but um, did you stay awake or did you go to sleep? Well, that's another part of the story. Um, The, when I went to the hospital, the guy told the other beat writer from the other newspaper who came with me, wake him up every hour or two hours or whatever, which, I mean, as Lindsay said earlier in this show, you got to have a real friend to do that. And he yeah. did. We were at a courtyard, and he did. He was he kept pounding on the door an hour in. So, But Degenerate Danny yesterday told Tyler and all, that's Tyler and I, that's a myth, that, it doesn't, that that doesn't exist and you can just go to sleep, which I didn't, but uh, he says that that's not true. I don't know if there's a doctor to... Tweet at us if there's a doctor out there listening, because I don't know yeah, if that's true or not. Yeah, are you supposed to sleep when you're concussed? You know, uh, by the hour, I think, and then and then you get the pounding at the door from the uh, other beat writer. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I feel you... like the myth lives on for so long. I just wouldn't go yeah. to sleep. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying you wouldn't wake Ed up every hour to make sure. No, no. Like, wouldn't do like that either. I was, Fend yeah, for yourself, well, Ed. Yeah, she wouldn't do that either. That too. I'd probably sleep through my alarm and be like, ah, he's fine. <laughs> he's, he's fine. fine. He's <laughs> fine over He'll there. He'll be okay. No big deal. Ah, poor Ed. Don't go he's on road trips with Cassie. What was yours, Tyler? Uh, I don't really have one. I did almost get run over by a tractor, though. Um, so it was like a near-death experience without an injury, though. Okay. I uh, was at my grandparents, and my grandfather was driving me and my three siblings in a tractor, and he had us in the bucket up pretty high, going downhill. And we hit a bump, and I flew out, (gasps) uh, hit the ground. And I remember my brother yelling at my grandfather to stop, and my grandfather yelling back, I can't. Uh, A lot of of cuss words in there as well. (laughs) And my only thought was, I guess I just need to roll out of the way. So I rolled myself out of the path of the tractor and did not get run over. How much time did you have in between I, falling and rolling? I don't really remember, but not much. 
Like, oh my goodness. I don't really remember the actual, oh, the tractor was a foot away from my head, but. I mean, I fell out in front of the path of the tractor as we're going downhill. What a terrible way to go out. Yeah, it would have been bad. It would have been brutal. Yeah, it would have not been fun. Uh, This is your mom's dad? Yes, it is. Imagine uh, uh, him having to explain. So Tyler fell out of the bucket. Him having to come back for lunch and say, (laughs) her saying, where's Tyler? With my grandfather (laughs) and my mom, it would have been my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he wasn't sitting so loose up there, he wouldn't have fallen out. He should have been holding on. Yeah. That, that would have been the problem there. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, I was the only sibling of the four that fell out, so it absolutely would have been my fault. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So that's as bad. The best was, though, on yesterday's show, Danny won because Danny fell off a cliff when he was in fifth grade, fell, he said, approximately 20 feet and hit his head on a rock. Oh. oh right? My. That was our reaction. Like, you're yeah, alive? You, you, you check out Danny on a daily basis and you kind of understand what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my curling iron story doesn't even make it there. Tractor and a well, tractor and falling off a cliff. Yeah. I was fine. Nothing was wrong with me. Your curling iron's way worse. I don't have any scars from that. That was good. Lifelong scars here. Yep. Mm-hmm. My leg, my legs up there, full of scars. Yeah. Now every rough. time you look at your knees, you remember how stupid you are too. <laughs> like, that's the real problem. Exactly. You're like, what kind of an idiot catches the curling iron with her knees? Uh, it's a fun story now to tell all these years. And the best part was I tried to hide it from my parents. Of course. Because, yeah, of course. Naturally. Because they, they actually threatened to take away my my uh, hair appliances because I used to burn my ears when I would straighten my hair. I would, like, clamp on to the top of my ear mm. n- on accident, mm. you know. But they'd, it'd always be, like, a little crusted over scar. And they're like, did you burn yourself again? And she's like, if you burn yourself one more time, I'm taking it away. So, yeah, burning the bottom half of my body probably would have gotten me, you know, grounded forever. Oh, wait, you kept it hidden from them? They never found oh, out? No, but they were like, why are you walking so weird? Because I, like, <laughs> like, I have to, like, my legs couldn't touch. Like, oh, it was painful. I had no idea. I was in, like, seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Like, I, it was, they're pretty severe burns. I don't know, like, the level of, like, first-degree burn or second-degree burn. But I, like, clamped it looked at it, and I was like, this is a bad idea. And by the time it generated in my brain, uh, yeah, because the curling iron set at like 400 degrees. I love how stupid kids are. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. don't yeah, have yeah. a concept of what actually is important versus, oh, no, my parents are going to get mad at me. <laughs> I easily could have gotten, like, some pretty bad infections, I'm sure. Yeah, like you burning but yourself. I like, I don't want to a... tell my mom she'll yeah. take my curling iron away. Yeah. Real, real quick, I saw how you had to uh, you had to tweet the other day the six championships of the uh, trivia. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had you, you had no. to put that out there. Didn't you guys you? went somewhere new, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We were one and zero on the road, actually. Yeah, you, you had road. a road game. We had a road game. Our really? first road game, very successful. Yep. Wow. All right. You won by a landslide, according to the to the host. Wow. Wonder what Ken yeah. Palm predicted that score to be. <laughs> Ken Palm predicted. <laughs> <laughs> What was your prize on the road game? Was it better than your home games? Uh, I don't know, because they do it by points. So it was at a Parkway Tavern. So we got like 1,500 points added to our account. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what that either. No huh? idea. I don't know what that yeah. means. No clue. I don't know. The other one, they just hand us a $30 gift card, right. and we just put it on the beer tab. So 1,500 points could be terrible, or it could be, be a great. terrific could be price. having free <laughs> dinners for like a yeah. week. Exactly. So I don't know. I think Adam Hill's already spent wow. all fifteen hundred points. Sorry. 
It was on my account. Ah. I was the only one that had an account, so they defaulted to putting it to mine. You know, you do these things in, in, in terms of in, when we went for the uh, lotto, it was you taking the money. You 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 kind of step forward here and want this kind of stuff. You know, I do. I'm the one that puts my credit card down when it's like a group bill and everybody just Venmos me, you know. All right. Yeah. Getting some points or something, I'm sure. And Cassie yeah. tells oh, him yeah. the bill was higher than it actually was. Yeah, exactty. Mm-hmm. You, 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 so you, you owe me twenty dollars for everybody on this yeah. twenty four ninety nine uh, all you can do. All right, Weird. Cassie. I'm not going to dinner with you. She's Cassie <laughs> Soto from the Review Journal. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks, Cassie. Bye. See ya. Oh boy. That's right. You put the, the credit card iron. down. Uh, that's that sounds terrifying. That does. That sounds really bad. Don't catch it with your knees. Oh. Don't drop it in the first. Well, don't grab the hot part. You in the can't first grab place. the hot, hot part. Probably step one. Yeah, but don't catch it with your knees. Let it burn the carpet. The instead. fact that we hot press our hair into submission to the degree, like my <laughs> generation, just ears. to get the poof. Like there is a lot of that going around. You ever burn your ears? No, I didn't burn my ears. But um, one of the common excuses for uh, we'll call them extracurricular activities in the hockey locker room. We would just say, because you'd have like a, a mark on your neck. You'd say, I got hit with a hockey stick or I, got, I burned myself with the curling iron. To cover up a mark on the neck. That's yep. pretty good. That was, uh, that was one of the excuses. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. We got tickets to give away to go to the Mountain West Tournament. You'll win a pair of tickets to any 2A session at the Mountain West Tournament. And you'll be qualified to win the VIP package, which includes parking, food, drink, and tickets to all sessions of the Mountain West Tournament. So call in now, 702-364-1100, to win a pair of tickets to the Mountain West Tournament. Be caller number seven. Apparently this morning on First Take, Stephen A. Smith said Lamar Jackson never asked for a fully guaranteed contract. That's news. I don't believe it. I don't either. I think by now someone would have said that before now, right? (laughs) I mean, it's been out there for like a year. Right. So... if he didn't, he might have said it. If he didn't ask for a fully guaranteed deal, the Ravens probably would have signed him by yeah, now. Yeah, and he might have said it because he doesn't. He wouldn't want it out there. Like, no, yeah. I'm playing hardball, and I'm only asking for guaranteed money. He would have said that's wrong. That right. I'm not asking for that. Right. So I don't believe that. Stephen no. A. Smith. I think I don't know where he got that from. No. But that does not seem accurate. No. And if it is, what the hell are the Ravens doing this whole time? Yeah, why haven't they signed him? Like, if he doesn't want a fully guaranteed, maybe Lamar asked for two hundred and forty million guaranteed, and ten right. million was not guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> they say, hey, it's not fully guaranteed. So I don't believe that he had to have asked for one, yeah. otherwise they wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. He would have had his long term deal signed already. I wonder if they're holding it back. If anybody has to do with the fact that Lamar is representing himself. I think it's solely that NFL teams don't want to do fully guaranteed deals. Right. And the Browns doing it with Deshaun the Browns Watson. Yeah. Are, messed everyone up yeah. by I doing mean, that. Kirk Cousins got one for Minnesota, but it was two, way less. It was like two years, I think, which right. is something like that. Usually when you sign a five year deal, it's basically two years are guaranteed and then the rest, and the rest of it isn't, isn't right. Depending on how or you structure it. Optional. You could sign a deal and only one year's guaranteed. Could and be. then all of a sudden you're out looking for a job at, with the New York Jets. Could be. And they're telling you a first ballot Hall yeah, of Famer. Exactly. But that's, that's what you mean. Oh, that's what I mean, though, is like if he hasn't asked for a, a fully guaranteed contract, like Stephen A said, what's what's truly the holdup then? I, what's the problem? Doesn't matter. Well, and it again, because a lot of people ripped him for asking for the full year, fully guaranteed. If that's out there for over a year now, if I'm him, I'd say that's not true. Yeah. I'm not asking for that. So never happened. But. I don't know. That's a strange situation where a team has their franchise quarterback, but he may or may not be asking for something that basically no other quarterbacks get. That's a fully guaranteed deal. And the team is balking at it because Justin Herbert might get an extension this offseason. He's eligible for one. 
If Herbert asked the Chargers for a fully guaranteed deal, do they give it to him? I don't think anybody gives I... anyone a fully guaranteed deal. Lamar doesn't have any playoff wins, does he? He has, he has one. one, I believe. I would have a hard time do- giving that to Herbert without at least one playoff win. I'm If I am Lamar Jackson... I'm calling Justin Herbert this offseason. I'm calling um, Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Calling Joe Burrow. And I'm saying, all right, we all need to tell our teams we need fully guaranteed deals. Because one of those teams would do it. And I think as soon like if if Herbert asked for it and the Chargers gave it to him, once Herbert gets it, once it's not just, hey, the Browns did this weird thing. For that guy, right? Then yeah, it then dude. it becomes okay. This is more of the market. It's not an this anomaly. is the standard. Right. And if you want me, you've got to pay this right. because somebody else will. That's what I would do. If, like we talk about NFL owners colluding, the players, th- these four or five Should quarterbacks, got to collude and be like, all right, nobody sign anything unless it's fully guaranteed. And then Jalen Hurts is like, well, wait a minute, not as good as you guys, so I'm taking whatever <laughs> they offer me. I'm taking the one fifty. <laughs> Who are you guys? You taking the two fifty three? Take it, and we're good to go from there. So, yeah, sign Lamar Jackson, make it happen. Um, I want to finish the show with Lindsay's question to Ed during the break. What did I ask? You asked him if he knows how many stories he's written. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't even know if I have an answer to something like that for something I produce, and so I don't know why I would ask you that. But I just yeah, I could ask you, you how many times you've done a show. Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But my I, life is a lot more disarrayed than yours, I feel. It would not surprise me if you had a note card yeah. that tracked how many shows you've done. It, it wouldn't be enough space. So I couldn't put it on a note card. Like, I wouldn't more, embark on the note card. because I. Well, when you come in with note cards, you got maybe, like 20 of them. Yeah. Maybe I could, I could probably count up how many times I've been on here with accuracy. So maybe I could I could do a, a, a posthumous note card of some sort and track it that way it would have been great Ed, if you had an exact answer to exactly. that question if you were tracking i was just looking for a ballpark 2456 number. Yeah, yeah i don't know it's got to be more than that it's like how yes. many do you put out a week it just depends on i know it depends on the week <laughs> but like it depends on the week on average five six ten no ten in a week no okay that's three. too many three three, three four. four okay okay I can maybe do that math. Now, times 52 times how many years <laughs> hey, you've been writing. Never mind. Can't and do we'll that math. And we'll Can't get there. We'll get there, Ed. We'll get there very soon. But you get to live in Wisconsin for the rest of your life. Ugh.